all the data is there uh, and it's beautiful. So I can track it down from the, the AR in uh, our financials all the way back to the individual timesheets that the people are putting in. Welcome to the Big Time Podcast, where we have honest conversations with industry professionals who have advice that's right for you. On this edition of the Big Time Podcast, we talk to Lauren Tapa, the VP of Finance and Administration at New Resource Consulting, based out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. In Lauren's role, he not only participated in tripling the size of his company, but also helps other companies identify key talent, the primary service of New Resources provides. Lauren stops by to discuss his hiring philosophy and why culture is his number one consideration. And he also shares his approach to working with clients, especially when things go wrong. Welcome. I'm your host, Alexander. I'm joined here by my guest, Lauren Tapa, VP of Finance and Administration at New Resource Consulting based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome, Lauren. Good to have you on. Glad to be here. Now, help me understand. Let's just start off. Uh, tell me a little bit about New Resource Group. What, how do you guys uh, provide your services and where are your groups of divisions that you're focused on? Yeah, so we're, we're a, a special specialty IT consulting uh, company. Uh, professional services. Uh, I think we have five main groups uh, and areas that we uh, support our clients with. Um, should I run through those? We have our managed services group providing, uh, you know, outsourced support for uh, clients' core systems uh, focused primarily on Oracle Cloud and PeopleSoft. Um, we have our enterprise solutions group, which is uh, upgrades and, and um, special projects within Again, primarily Oracle Cloud and PeopleSoft. Our healthcare solutions group uh, focused on the specialty software that uh, is prevalent in hospitals, uh, including Epic. Um, our technology solutions group, which has talented individuals, architects, developers, uh, everything in the software development lifecycle. And then our management consulting group, which is uh, primarily project management, uh, business analysts, those types of folks. What would you say if you had to think over the last 13 years, you've been a part of the firm, if there was one um, or two major tactics or things that have really fed the growth and have impacted the growth, what comes to your mind? We invest a lot in getting to know our clients, building those relationships. Um, that's allowed us to uh, certainly expand the amount of work we do uh, for our existing clients. Um, so growth is a mix between, you know, organic growth is a mix between expanding our current accounts and adding new accounts, right? So you think you've really, like, really just doubled down on, all right, what are our existing clients? How can we just serve them better versus, hey, let's just get more clients. Right. It's, it's a mix of both, right? So we, we plan to add uh, approximately one new client per month. Um, and the client needs, yeah, the client needs will ebb and flow, right? Mm -hmm. So our top five clients are very different than now today versus, you know, say 10 years ago. For, for you guys, um, when it comes to, to, to growth, do you guys rely a lot on, on word of mouth? Do you guys do a lot of marketing? How do you balance that? Yeah, it's, it's reputation. It's trust. It's relationships. Um, as far as winning new business, mm -hmm. uh, we have to deliver well for our current existing clients. Um, we have some great, uh, folks out there that have served as references for us. 
um, and our ability to do what's right for the client, you know, so we're kind of a boutique player knowing those those different verticals that you're that you're serving have you have you always had those verticals and how how did you start a new vertical or, or group uh and say okay it's now it's time to go after this so the newest group what is our managed services group um and that was born out of uh you know uh, talking with our clients and like i said we invest a lot in understanding the needs that our clients have and providing solutions for those so that that was born out of a you know a major client um need and we proposed on it built a team and have been fortunate enough to add new clients to that engine and expand the team over time sure. uh, how do you make sure your brand can compete with other much larger firms yeah it's knowing what you're good at uh being good at targeting uh the needs of our clients that fit for what we deliver well um we turn away work if if it's not going to be something we're confident we can deliver well. So, but uh, we know what we do well and um, have great relationships with existing clients and uh, constantly out there trying to meet more, right? Um, but really, it's it's relationships and it's trust. Hmm. What would you say makes you the the proudest of of your brand of of your company? Uh, new resources in one form or another has been in existence since I think the late eighties, um, grew up, changed hands a few times, but under its current ownership and management since 2003, I, we've seen a lot of competitors, um, either get, uh, gobbled up by private equity. Um, we're still a locally owned firm. Uh, I think that helps with accountability um you know we're agile we're small enough where we can make decisions pivot and and you know ultimately do what's right for our clients uh, lorna help me understand for when you're working with clients i'm just kind of shifting the conversation here um you're interacting with a client and they might be wrong. <laughs> and and now uh, you have to go back to them and and say and maybe even point it out to them. How do you handle that when when a client is wrong in whatever situation when you're working with them? How do you handle that? I, I'm most comfortable in uh, black and white, <laughs> right and wrong uh, situation. I don't play well in, with a gray area. So, you know, I you stick to the facts. We, we, we've we've done a lot of work to have one source of truth uh, for the work that all of our people are doing. Um, and that's big time. So we use it not only for client billing, um, budget tracking. Uh, we also, it's our single source of record for timesheets for HR purposes and payroll. Um, it's all it's all tied to big time. Now, what if, what about um, when you're you're um, dealing with with clients and they disagree? Have you ever had that situation of, of where they come back and say, "What? How did this work out?" And sure, you know, timesheet disputes. That's that's an area with. I mean, we're not obviously sitting next to it's 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 a trust issue. You're you're submitting uh, fair timesheets. Uh, so occasionally there'll be disputes over that. Um, I, I'll show you what the record has um, and we can talk about whether that's accurate or not. Um, also, you know, setting the record on 
um, annual spend reports or how much business are we doing with this client or the other. Um, you know, it, 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 all the data is there uh, and it's beautiful. So I can track it down from the, the AR in uh, our financials all the way back to the individual timesheets that the people are putting in. Mm -hmm. And from a job costing standpoint, people have, you know, the cost factors in there and you can run margin reports and utilization reports and all those types of things. No, but, it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting to hear that how you've been using it and changing over time. I'm, I'm curious for um, uh, clients where they come in, they're, they're expecting a lot for a little bit of hours. <laughs> you ever had that situation of, of, of client where they, they want, you know, a champagne on, on a beer budget? Um, That's a challenge, especially in, uh, the technology services space, when you're developing software, um, it's very hard to pin down a specific deliverable, right? Because when you're developing software, you know, in my head, it's going to look and work like this. That's hard to define when it's not built yet, mm -hmm. but this is just what I expect, what I want. Right. And we're trying to, you know, this is where you get into, you know, agile project management and you're releasing things and it evolves, you know, on a week by week or whatever your, your sprint cycle is, the project evolves, right? So most of our stuff there is done just on a time and materials basis. How do you measure success and manage it to make sure you keep hitting, whether it's benchmarks, like how do you, well, how do you manage, uh, measure success? There's the, there's the financial measure of success. There's uh, utilization rates. There's client satisfaction rates. We, we measure all of that. Do you have a benchmark like you just kind of arbitrarily set or has it changed over time? Yeah, we, we try to keep it quantitative whenever possible. You know, so from a client satisfaction standpoint, um, we do the net promoter score surveys. Um, we get high marks there um, from a utilization standpoint, having enough work to keep our people, uh, busy. Uh, and then, you know, it all, it all kind of flows into, um, the financial performance of the business, uh, gross margins and all that. When over, over the, the time of, you said you've implemented EOS, um, how has that changed that, that type of structure to help make sure you, you're hitting those, those benchmarks, et cetera? Yeah. It, you know, I'm assuming there's other EOS folks watching this, right? So, you know, part of this is your, your data dashboard, right? Uh, your, your numbers that you track um, as a leadership team and then the different divisions. Um, a lot of those numbers are coming from big time, you know, certainly revenue, uh, utilization. Those are things that we look at and discuss weekly to make sure that they're on track. And it's pretty easy to, to get those, um, you know, out of big time. And if you had to share a, a word of wisdom or advice to, to other professional service firms when it comes to how they should spend their time, <laughs> um, what comes to your mind? Consolid consolidating your data, right? Data is powerful. Um, big time is obviously one of our core systems that we use here and trying to keep the number of products you use to, to a minimum, right? Um, that's a bit of advice I would have, you know, 
it's not, it's obviously you, you can't just run your business with big time. You need, it's not a financial reporting package. So you need that piece to it. It integrates with, you know, other pieces of software to manage that. And it's, it's not a CRM. So, you know, those are the, but it does accomplish a lot, especially for a professional services firm. For more info, go to podcasts.bigtime.net and be sure to subscribe to the Big Time Podcast to get notified when our next episode goes live.